Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Astrology Now podcast. My name is Christine Rodriguez, and I have been having a difficult time personally, <laughs> and I hate um, bringing in a lot of my own personal stuff, but I found that it is incredibly difficult for me to separate my emotional self from my professional self. And so I like giving people a heads up that I'm not really on top of my game because it's really difficult for me to mask. Like, I don't even know if people would hear it or not, but I just assume that everyone's going to know I'm out of it. So I'd rather just let you know in advance that I've recorded this podcast once already and I felt like it sounded like I was a space cadet. So I am trying again to hopefully come off a little bit more grounded and organized for you all because I really do this to hopefully shed light on what is happening astrologically and in, an, an, in a way that's understandable. So this is what I want. This is my intention. I am setting my intention for this podcast. Okay, here we go. So this is technically our full moon forecast. And so I am going to focus on the full moon and full moon activities, but I'm also going to roll in events happening in February and also discussing a little bit more about the government. I made a reference towards Saturn coming into the sign of Capricorn, and I really want to elaborate more on what I meant by that as to not to confuse people. Um, And so going ahead and jumping in with the full moon, we do have a full moon coming up on February 9th, 2020 at about 1.33 a.m. So first and foremost, I'm a Vedic sidereal astrologer. If you follow tropical Western astrology, this isn't going to make much sense or you're going to think that I have no idea what is going on. (laughs) So I'm a Vedic astrologer and I am based in Austin, Texas. And so the degrees and the time is going to be a little bit different just depending on where you are. So just keep in mind, this is a standard United States time, 1.33 a.m., will be when the moon is at its brightest point in the sky. And so according to sidereal astrology, the moon will be in the sign of cancer. And so cancer is this very emotional sign. It is ruled by the moon. So it means the moon is going to be in its own sign, luminous, right? Living the dream in its own sign. Um, It's nurturing, caretaking. In the nakshatra, more specifically, ashlisha. And so Ashlisha is a little bit, it has an edgier vibe to it. It can be represented by a serpent. And so it's got this very mysterious, deep essence to it. When you think about a snake in the grass, right? And so it can channel energy that way as a poisonous snake, because poison is something that is always associated with the sign of Ashlisha. Or it could be medicine, healing, substance. When you think about the medical symbol, the the you know the pole with the two serpents coiling around it, Ashlisha actually means the embracer or the entwiner. And so you can think of something being squeezed to death, or you can think of a hug, (laughs) you know, an embrace, someone who wants to be close and connected. And so Ashlisha can take on both of those qualities quite well, depending on how it's choosing to harness that energy. And so 
it's actually a really good time to lay low. Ashlesha energy can be relatively intense. And so it is a great time to kick back, not do any high risk activities. Energy is going to be high. So being extra safe on the street, um, driving. I do not advise traveling in the month of February at all. I've said that a few times on the podcast that February, 2020 is not going to be a hot time for travel. I still believe that if traveling is absolutely necessary, do what you need to do, take extra precautions. I don't advise it. If it's, if it's avoidable, I want to do it. Um, it's a great time to connect with your loved ones. Venus by this time is going to be in the sign of Pisces and Venus loves being in the sign of Pisces. When Venus comes into Pisces, it's technically exalted because it's idealistic. It's lovely. It's charming. It's poetic. And it feels that dreamy nature of Pisces and holds that energy really well. When the moon is in Cancer or in Ashlesha, and so the moon will stay in a sign for about two, uh, you know, about two and a half days in a nakshatra about a day or so. And so it's a quick moving planet. During this specific full moon and during the time that Venus is in the sign of Pisces, it's a wonderful time to connect with your loved ones. It's a really, when Venus is exalted Especially now, it's a good time to find harmony and balance with your loved ones. It's a very diplomatic time period. And so if you've been having conflict with your partner or a friend or even a family member, the energy is supportive for you to make amends and come together with one another. Now, specifically during that full moon when the energy is heightened, it may feel a little bit vulnerable. There may be an experience that depending on who you are, depending on how you're channeling this energy, you might feel like you need to take some space and have time for introspection, have time for a reflection before you feel safe enough to really connect from the heart with somebody. Some of you who have, are channeling this Cancerian energy in a different way, it may be a great time to have alone time with your partner or your loved ones to have really high quality time together. Okay. But that it really is an auspicious time to overcome obstacles, to make amends, to repair any ruptures in the relationship that may have occurred. So that's more on a personal level. Again, I wouldn't take risks. Please don't take risks. Okay. And so February is a month that has been being discussed by astrologers for a while. And I know that I've also referred to it in past podcasts as well. Rahu and Ketu. <laughs> I feel like every, every podcast that has intensity or explosiveness in it, it's like Rahu and Ketu. <laughs> Those two mischief makers. No. Okay. So Rahu and Ketu are the karmic nodes. And so wherever they are transiting, karma is literally being played out and karma is necessary to play out for the bigger picture, for the spiritual progression. Depending on where it's happening in each individual's chart, it's going to impact us all differently. We're going to have to work through it in a different way. Rahu and Ketu have been in the sign of Gemini and Sagittarius for several months. 
So this is nothing super new, but K2 is going to be moving into the nakshatra of Mula. Mula nakshatra. And Rahu has been in the sign of Ardra. And so Ardra is ruled by the deity Rudra, who is the storm god. It literally represents a lot of destruction, a lot of difficulty. Mula is represented by roots. It's a, it's a dark hole in the earth. And so it can also be very medicinal in a lot of ways, but it can also be very mysterious. It can have a, a hidden edge to it, a deceptive edge to it. These two nakshatras are two of the most destructive nakshatras. 18 and a half years ago, was 2001. This is when 9-11 occurred and Rahu and Ketu, Ketu was in the sign of Mula, Rahu was in the sign of Ardra. It takes that duration of time for them to complete their cycle around the Zodiac. Okay. So they're making their full cycle. Now having one aspect of something isn't generally enough, right? When you think about it, they've been there for 18 months We haven't really seen anything like 9-11 yet. The triggering point for this is when Mars comes into the sign of Sagittarius as well. And again, 9-11, K2 was a Mula, Rahu was an Ardra, and Mars entered into the sign of Sagittarius. So we're seeing a transit occur where Mars and um, K2 are sitting together in the sign of Sagittarius. Now, of course, there are going to be different astrological things happening, so it's not going to be an identical event. But an event like 9-11, something explosive, unexpected, un, you know, not predicted, may occur. So it's something to be keeping your eyes on. Something else that I've referred to in past podcasts that I'm going to refer to again is the eclipse points. Now, I've studied with astrologers before that disregard eclipses entirely. I've studied with astrologers who think that eclipses are everything. (laughs) So, you know, be your own astrologer and start noticing and analyzing things for yourself. From what I've noticed, eclipses do a lot. I think that eclipses are very powerful. And so when an eclipse takes place, you want to take note of the degree point at which the eclipse happened. We had that massive eclipse on December 26th or 25th, depending on where you are, 2019 at nine degrees of Sagittarius. And so now we're having Mars enter into Sagittarius. When Mars hits that nine degree point, there may be an event. So be keeping your eyes open. And so I'm discussing this as if it's something global. I do want to say on a personal level, um, be watching out for yourself as well. This is going to be around February 20th or 21st. So you be careful. You drive safe. Don't travel. Uh, Keep things light. Lay low. Don't cause massive conflict. Don't buy into conflict. So you can create as much safety and security and stability for yourself as you want. Um, let's see, what else was I planning to talk about? I feel like that there's just so much happening (laughs) I can talk about. Well, I was discussing how for each individual things are going to be different. The United States of America, 
you can generate a chart for everything. You can have a birth chart for your cat. You can make a birth chart for the day you started dating somebody. Like you can make a birth chart for anything. The United States of America does have a birth chart. Now there is some controversy over the time and what the rising sign is. The rising sign that I choose to observe is Sagittarius. I think the United States of America is Sagittarius rising. So that means that all of this energy that I've been discussing is happening in the first house of the United States. As I've mentioned many times on previous podcasts, the past several months have been especially difficult for those with Sagittarius moon and who are Sagittarius rising. The past several months have not been easy for the United States of America. We're going through something. We're going through a huge transition. K2 is sitting in the first house of the United States birth chart. And this Mars is going to come in with K2, um, and, and K2s and Mula, Rahus and Ardra, I truly believe that the United States specifically is about to experience something relatively large. Um, something else. So referring back to the Saturn and Capricorn, I, I mentioned that there may be more structure. And so when we are finding more structure in things, it generally means demolition of something else. And so I do think that new structure is going to be occurring. I don't think it's necessarily going to be pretty. I think that what we are seeing now in the month of February and March, I think that there are going to be actually several months, about six months starting in February. There's going to be a lot of upheaval. There is going to be struggle to find structure, okay? Because Capricorn does want structure, but it's working for it. When Pluto comes into the sign of Capricorn, I think it's December 20th. Let me see. I noted it down. December 30th, 2020, Pluto is going to enter into the sign of Capricorn. That's when we are going to see massive, massive change. Now, Pluto stays in the sign for a long time. When it enters Capricorn, it's going to come into Capricorn December 30th, 2020. It's going to stay in Capricorn Jan until January 16th, 2040. The last time that Pluto came into the sign of Capricorn was February 13th, 1770, and stayed until February 8th, 1789. During that period of time, especially for the United States, right, this is when we had all of the upheaval with Britain. Um, there was the Declaration of Independence on July 4th, 1776. We had the Constitutional Convention in 1787. We, it was all about structure and repair and kind of moving through these difficulties to create something that had order. This is what I think that we are beginning to experience. We're experiencing a breakdown of what's been our sense of order or sense of structure. And I think that what we will be experiencing for the next several months is setting us up for Pluto moving into the sign of Capricorn to have a really huge, I mean, I'm talking about like a new world order type of situation between those years of December, 2020 until January, 2040. I think that out of necessity, I think that we're going to have to come together to reorganize and reshape the way that we are working um, for a new sense of structure. And I think it's going to be something really interesting to pay attention to. Now, 
it all seems really mysterious. It all seems really far away. It all seems kind of vague. And like, we don't know exactly what is going to happen. We just know something is going to happen, right? It can be a little bit overwhelming. And so what I always try to come back to is how incredibly powerful we truly are as individuals. And I think that sometimes with mass media, there can be this sense of despair or loss or being overwhelmed. And we think that our power is kind of taken from us. We just kind of um, like a drop in the ocean type of sensation. And I, I don't know if it's intentional or unintentional propaganda, but I do think that working against that and, and accepting the very real responsibility that we each have to make the world a better place, we can harness that so powerfully. And it really is a matter of accepting responsibility, of knowing that our actions do matter. We can make a difference. How we treat people will make a world of difference. Um, how we choose to operate our lives, how we choose to eat, how we choose to travel, how we choose to communicate with one another. Um, it really does make a massive impact. And if everybody was so aware of how powerful they are, we could literally change the world. And I truly believe that. And I think that staying connected to that idea is what is going to liberate us um, throughout these time periods. So just try to stay connected with that. So I hope that this was helpful. Uh, full moon forecast wrapped with February, wrapped with new world order. <laughs> I know that it's a lot. So um, hopefully you learned something. If you have any questions or want to schedule a reading, you can email me at astrologynowpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow my Instagram, astrologynow underscore podcast, and my website, innerknowing.yoga. You can generate your own chart, and you can also schedule yourself for a reading. So check it out. Again, my name is Christine Rodriguez. This is Astrology Now. Thank you so much for listening.